Hello and welcome to Art Witch, the podcast where creativity, magic, and healing align for personal and collective liberation. I'm your host, Zanetta, and welcome. Art Witch aims to provide resources for creative empowerment, helping folks make and share their art and also find their authentic expression. In this podcast, you'll hear from a variety of artists, witches, and healers, as well as experts in various art industries and related fields, all with the intention of helping folks share their art and their unique magic with the world. Welcome back to the Art Witch Podcast. My name is Zanetta, and what a joy it is to be with you today. If you are a new listener to this podcast, I want to welcome you to this space, to this community. It is an honor to read for you all, to bring these stories and these artists' work and these witches' works to you and to continue doing this podcast. It's honestly one of the best things ever. (laughs) So with that kind of energy of joy and gratitude for being able to do this work, I welcome you. Today's episode is a creativity tarot reading and These readings have been going on for basically about a year. I didn't get a chance to do one last month as I've been kind of bringing in some larger projects into the world and I just needed the extra bandwidth, extra space to navigate new platforms and formats and all sorts of stuff that I'm learning into. (laughs) So I decided on the year anniversary of the podcast to step back for just a moment and honor the fact that I needed a little more space to learn and to create, which is one of the most authentic things I feel like I could bring to uh, our community. Um, As someone who's making a podcast about art witchery, I think being authentic about where we are with creating, what we need in order to create, how we care for ourselves and our creativity feels uh, more important than what I actually even put out into the world often. So I hope that you're taking the space that you need to care for yourselves as we are really transitioning through the seasons, especially here in the Northern Hemisphere. It's been late. It's definitely been a late um, seasonal shift in the Northeast where I'm at. I'm in Lene Lenape territory here, aka Brooklyn. And it's just been a strange, strange um, transition uh, from summer into autumn. It's felt like a very long summer. It hasn't really gotten that cold. And it's only starting to now. And for me, that's really um, kind of odd. It feels odd in the body. It feels odd in the psyche. 
I am so used to setting my body clock by which birds I hear at certain times of the year, which plants I see emerging or disappearing. It's just strange to experience such an extended summer season. And it's hard for me personally. I know that's also been another part of just my energy has been like kind of struggling to acclimate to climate change. So I don't know how that's tracking for you all, but if you are feeling a little bit of wonkiness around the seasonal shifts, you know, we're witches it's pretty natural to um, be impacted and to notice the impact. And I think also to work intentionally with the impacts that we experience from all the energies that surround us and are within us. So please, please take it easy. Take care of your beautiful selves. And I want to place this into the reading space that while these messages are intended to help you make your art, connect to your magic, share it, step into wholeness, step into authentic expression even more, or, you know, celebrate what you have been doing. It's very, very important to listen to these collective readings with a hand on the pulse of your own experience. Really, really listen to your own experience and your own intuition while you're receiving these readings. Let the messages make sense for you. And when they don't make sense, don't dismiss that. Just let that be in the space with the reading. Sometimes there's a lot of medicine when something doesn't readily fit you. And it can be very interesting how a reading tracks in your being, uh, especially when it's not something that resonates with you. So I encourage you to almost think of it like you're experiencing an art form that you don't typically default to, that you don't typically gravitate towards. How can you sit with something that challenges you or how can you sit with something that you don't agree with? You know, where does that exist in the beautiful, diverse, prismatic world and multiverses that we live in? (laughs) So that might have blown your mind already. That might also just be like a duh (laughs) for you, but whatever that is. Just allow yourself to center your intuition and because we're going through such a shift and because this is a time where we can really care for ourselves, I think we should care for ourselves all the time, but because care is coming up, it's important to understand that collective readings can hold many different places in our experience, not just like, oh, that speaks directly to me and that's it. Sometimes the power of a reading is you enacting boundaries to what the messages are and how you relate to them. With that, I want to get into a couple of announcements 
small but mighty because these announcements are actually some of the biggest things I've done probably in the last several years. This month, this week, this Thursday, I am putting out my very first vlog episode. It's on 1111. Woo! 1111 is always following me. 11 is my soul urge number. If you're a numerology buff, it's a number that's often in my field and it's very, very, very present and feels perfect to go and release this episode, this first vlog episode on my YouTube channel on 11.11. This very first vlog is me going out to a cemetery, recording and connecting with spirit and listening with spirit and field recording and filming it, filming my experiences, filming the magic that I experienced there and what I heard. I hope that you tune in to the YouTube channel. I hope that you subscribe if this feels like a good step for you and you're interested in learning about sound and energy and the process of connecting with land and space and time and spirit. I'm going to be sharing that pretty intimately in this project, this vlog project. So my YouTube channel is called Sound Art Magic. This is all happening on YouTube. It's totally free. You don't have to pay anything. You just go subscribe. You'll get notified if you hit that um, subscribe bell. I hardly know what it does, but I heard that that gives you notifications on videos that come out from a particular content creator. So that will just let you know when I put out vlogs. I have not set a time frame for how often these vlogs are going to come out because I'm so new at filming and so new at kind of this whole vlogging experience. But I will say that I'm trying to get out several over the course of the next few months. Also, you can subscribe to my newsletter and that's when I'll also let people know when the vlogs come out. So that's happening this Thursday, 11-11. Hope you'll join me and I hope you enjoy it. (laughs) The next announcement I have is that I am opening up readings, tarot readings for the end of the year. And these are very special readings that were gifted to me by spirit. It was a very specific, inspired, and really, really beautiful offering that was shared with me. I am going to be doing year-end readings. These are ritual readings to wrap up the end of your year. If you think of it like an artist's retrospective, we're going to go through and take a look at your year and really celebrate and honor the creativity, what you've learned, what you've gotten into, how your impact has rippled outward. It's really a ritual for wrapping up the creative year. I'm going to be offering a handful of these readings. They're larger than my typical readings. They'll probably be more like 90 minutes instead of 60 minutes. And they're really half ritual and half reading. So I will be guiding you through the experience of journeying with your year and really sinking into the energies of what was beautiful and what was so healing and generative 
and we're going to use the tarot in a way to see what we maybe don't normally see in a retrospective way. We're going to see what is it that you can really celebrate? What is it that you can really honor? How can you bring that into the next year as an artist? So if this reading sounds like something you're interested in, if you feel like you would like support in wrapping up your year and really celebrate your year, celebrate your creativity, if you feel like that's something you need assistance with, this reading is 1 million percent for you. That's who this is for. If you're all good on this front, I celebrate you and I salute you. (laughs) But I do believe very wholly in the balance of creation and honoring, creation and honoring, creation and rest. I very much believe in the idea that we are in a cycle with our creativity. It's not just a constant climb up a ladder and we're just constantly achieving or chasing or going after the next thing. I think that celebrating having rituals, having reflection, having wrapping up, like wrap up the energy, wrap up the experience of one phase or one chapter of our journey is really essential to having a balanced experience of creating in this hyper achievement focused, productivity focused society. If you live in any society where product is emphasized, such as I live in the United States, it's very much focused on capitalism and product. And then there's a constant, I want to say feeling of deficit. You kind of have to always be trying to get something. And while I believe in natural desire and energy and life force that spurs us to grow and change and to try new things, there's also a natural part of this that's like we have to relax at some time we have to rest or we have to acknowledge what has happened and really really take the time to be with that so these year end readings are going to be happening in December so if you want to get the first notification on when these readings are going to be available go ahead, use the link down below in the description and sign up for the early bird list. This also lets you know when any of my other readings, my year ahead readings, my creativity readings, all that opens up. So that will be in the description bar below and it will open up probably within the next several days. With all that taken care of, let's dive in to today's reading. These readings are for our wholeness in our authentic expression. It's for creative liberation. It's really for reclaiming how we make art and honoring how we as unique and beautiful beings combine that with our magic, with our journeys, our healing. It's all of this. So when I get into these readings, they are often about our art, but they're also about our personal journeys. And this particular format that I use with the tarot is a three card spread. It's a three question reading. Essentially, what are we being invited into this lunar cycle? How are we being invited to 
step into more wholeness or step into our creativity even more, express ourselves more authentically. What can we access that we haven't been accessing before, basically? The second card and the second question is what is going to challenge us? What's going to be disrupting this invitation? How are we going to be blocked from accessing this, you know? And I like to think of it as the door, the lock, and the key. So the door is the invitation, the first card. The lock is the second card. What is keeping us from that invitation? And then the third card is what is the key? So what is going to help us step into that invitation, that door? I like to think of this as a tangible action, a very, very tangible action. And I think it's really interesting what was offered to us this month, what was offered to us this cycle. First card that came up was temperance in reverse. Ooh, so, so juicy for this Scorpio season. How perfect is it to get the temperance card in reverse? This lunar cycle is going to bring us out of Scorpio and into Sagittarius season. It's going to take us out of the waters and into the fire, right? And part of that energy is going to be getting out of the fluidity, getting out of the deep motion in the ocean. (laughs) There is power in the water. Water is sacred. The energy of intuiting the motions and movements are very, very important. So, so important. That's part of A lot of our artistic processes, I think for many of us in this community, is that we are psychically, fluidly, liminally accessing all sorts of stuff through a very intuitive process, right? We're really kind of one with the water. But in this lunar cycle, we're being invited to... I want to say, dry up the tides a little bit. Let stuff hang out to dry a little more. Let the shore reveal itself. Let the waters dissipate, basically. To not go into the deep end necessarily, not go in and swim in the deepest waters and stay there. Obviously, we feel emotions. We're emotional beings. We're made up of water. We're made up of energy. So, so much of this is just like part of being a being on this planet. And we are made of bone. We're made of minerals. We're made of the earth as well. There's much there to be grounded and to be held and to find firm footing with. And so you have this kind of energy of a temperance in reverse that we're being invited to expand into. Maybe don't place as much emphasis on the fluid. If you're naturally inclined to move into a really watery space, 
Hold that thought for a moment. Hold it. See how long you can hold that for. See how long you can kind of sit with that and see the inclination, see the default setting and see it for what it is as an invitation, but as one that maybe you're trying out something else this cycle. Because we have kind of other elements that are rolling through that are bearing us gifts, essentially. They're bearing us gifts in this cycle. They're offering us an opportunity to access something else. This can be very complex. There's a lot of power that many of us have found in being intuitives, in our psychic gifts, in our psychic skills. There's so much power and self-identification that we have naturally formed with being the fluid, psychic, connected artist, the alchemist of sorts. It's beautiful, you know, what you see in the trees, what you feel in the water, what you know in the leaves, what you hear on the breeze. All of it is so, so beautiful. And yet what you are being invited into this cycle is actually to create some structure. And I think this is going to be part of a message that's coming through for the next few months. There's going to be some almost saturnal energy, some, I want to say, the shape of things to come will be in how we are able to sit and hold the shape. How can we sit and hold shape? How can we sit and hold form? How can we embrace the vessels and the containers which give power to that fluid, sacred water. The challenge around this is one, the self's identity with being this intuitive being. You've been rocking it so hard for so long, you know? And understandably so. Sometimes we have to rock stuff so hard because it's almost a response to a very, I want to say, I'm going to use this word, a very violent and oppressive society. If our gifts were just to be acknowledged and to be understood as what they are and, and that our art and the magic that we feel connected to and, and access was just part and parcel of living, it wouldn't be so calcified as like, I am a witch. I am an intuitive. I am a this. And I'm not saying that's bad to do that. I'm not saying that at all. But what is coming through is how those coats that we wear are coats. They're things that we can switch out. They're things that we can wear occasionally when they're helpful and we can wear another coat when they're less helpful and move between kind of these different aspects of our expression as multidimensional beings. So yes, you are psychic. Yes, you are a witch. Yes, you are creative. Yes, you are an artist and you are a business person and you are abundant, you know, like these things are possible too. And they're also possible as part of how we engage with material, how we engage with earth element, how we engage with form and structure. We're being called into re-examining how we have self-identified maybe overly with the element of water. 
how we have maybe over-identified with our creativity at times, and how that has been a response to a societal oppression that does not necessarily serve a balanced expression of our being and our work in this time and place on this plane. Because you are all the elements. (laughs) You access all of them. And the card that came through was the Queen of Pentacles. So examining the self-understanding that you have about what it means to access material, what it means to be with form, what it means to be with the vessel, with the container. Are you comfortable with having structure? Are you comfortable with the material aspects of your work? If so, expand on that. If not, expand on that. (laughs) Get into it. Really get into how you engage with the earthly element in your creative magical practice. If you are one who is marking yourself by the lunar tides and are very comfortable with that, but it's hard to set a scheduled date for when you're going to release a project. This is a wonderful opportunity, this lunar cycle, to get in touch with that aspect. Get in touch with earthly material, form and elements. Really, really spend some time with structure. Understand structure. How does structure help you? How does structure feel for you? Is it something that you like? Is it something you feel adverse to? Why? Where did that come from? Because this is your tangible action for this lunar cycle. We have the freaking emperor joining us as our third and last card. So these are two major arcana cards sitting on opposite ends of the swing on opposite ends of the pendulum, almost. I don't think that they're literally on opposite ends. I don't even think of them on a polarity. But I am looking at this spread right now. I see temperance in reverse, queen of pentacles in the middle, and I have the emperor on the right-hand side, upright. We have a couple figures here who have some self-actualization, actualization into material form, The translation of how one sets the tone of how they want things to be and how that does come into being. And that it's not just the reactive, responsive way that water energetically moves and expresses itself. Water is a very reactive element, right? If a stone gets plopped into a lake, that's going to start rippling. It's going to move. It moves. It moves from the air. It moves from the earth. It's moved. But earth has a little less reactivity, right? It's like it's a stone. It stays or it's, it's like slowly moving energy or it's slowly building or it's slowly dying. There's like aspects of earth that have a steadiness to them. And we're kind of looking at the steadiness that we have within relation to ourselves. We're looking at the steadiness that we have in our art, in our creative processes. And we're kind of connecting the dots a little bit. 
we're like looking at it and we're like, hey, you know that time that I knew I should have maybe went to bed earlier, but I didn't. And that was kind of like a little bit of a wishy-washy choice (laughs) on my part. Well, that kind of maybe snowballed into me not being able to kind of make my art or me not being able to have time to do this thing because I was tired. We're starting to connect some dots here as to the way that we personally care for ourselves, the containers that we hold, and how those containers relate to the containers for our creativity and actualization of our art. And for some, this is going to make a lot of sense. And you're going to be like, oh, preach, 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 Zanetta. You know, you know, (laughs) I know where you're at with this one. And others are going to listen to this and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I love you all, no matter where you sit with this message. But let me even break it down into kind of like clearer terms. What you do matters, right? What you do matters. And if you have a longing or if you have been trying to get some aspect of your work out into the world, it's going to take some personal discipline, some personal relationship to structure, a reconciling of earthly materials, earth element, earth realm. You only have so much time sometimes. You only have so many resources. You only have so much energetic bandwidth. These are not limiting factors. They are expansive creative factors that allow us to do incredible things by the fact that boundaries are sounding boards for inspiration and evolution. If everything was available to us all the time, if everything was just limitless, it would also be meaningless. It would not be inspiring. It is part of the fact that we have structures and forms. If we have boundaries and we have only so many finite access to resources, that we are actually able to create incredible things. I think of some of my favorite artists who, with only a handful of materials, have created like some really profound pieces of art. And you think, wow, that really got me. And it wasn't some crazy, outrageous budget that they had. It wasn't that they had access to every kind of material. No. And even like if you think about maybe a piece of visual art that might be in like black and white or in like three colors, and you're so blown away by it, so moved by it, there's something really powerful about limitations and boundless expression. There's something about the creative muscle really, really growing through structure and through the architecture of the material realm. My cousin is a really amazing skateboarder on the professional level. He's really amazing. He's skating on all sorts of stuff, not just rails and things like that, but he's like skating off buildings and doing all sorts of really amazing things. And I was like, wow, you must really see the world differently. And he's like, yeah, it's like everything's kind of this opportunity and this architecture. He's like, you're just kind of seeing the world as this architecture to engage with. And I found that to be really inspiring and feels like it speaks a lot to this emperor temperance reverse energy. 
the liminality, the fluidity, yes, can be so creative, but it can also be so formless and a little bit like being lost in the ocean. And at times, it's important for us to access containers to create some beautiful boundaries for our art to actually kind of resist against and kind of find solutions and grow and evolve from. You know, you can't really have a plant that's actually growing indoors without something like a pot to hold the plant or something in order for that beautiful being to grow. There's got to be some way that it's held. So I encourage you to examine one, how you're holding yourself. Just how are you holding yourself? I'm not saying this as like a self-criticism thing. That's let's just throw that shit to the side. (laughs) Throw that shit to the side, please. This is just a gentle, gentle examination. Take a look and be like, okay, cool. Lately, I've been, you know, getting X amount of sleep. My water intake's kind of like this. Some of the boundaries that I'd like to have around this are, you know, whatever they are. Cool. Look at it. Just look at it. Do not judge yourself. Like, can you look at something like this without taking it as a personal affront on who you are and how good or not good you are? This is really, really fucking key because if you can't do that, just then relax. I want you to go take a nap. (laughs) Just go relax. Like, don't get into this shit. You know what I mean? Like, come to this once you've had a good meal once you've like don't try to do this while your kid's screaming in the back of your car and you're like mulling this all over no 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 no. that's not gonna help right it is the way that we come to this kind of process too that matters so come from it from a centered place or just a relaxed place if anything just like you know take a nap and then journal about this Or take a walk and maybe think loosely about this. You know what I mean? And then see if you can kind of get a sense of where things are with your relationship with the material realm, with your relationship with earth element. And there's, of course, many expressions of a relationship to the earth element. So, so many. So don't take it as just like the structure of one's lifestyle, too. I'm thinking a lot about this from a place of care. Queens often for me are care. They bring energy of care into the picture. The self-care and how that equates to the care of our work or how that equates to um, what it is that we end up kind of like bringing to the table when we're going out into the world and putting out our offerings or whatever. Just take a look at where things are at with yourself in your own relationship to that earthly form, that earthly element, and also to structure and containers, right? Structures and containers. How do you feel about them? Do you like them? Do you hate them? Do you feel like they're helpful? When are they helpful? What have you noticed your relationship has been in the past? Why was it like that? You know, get curious, Get curious about this. Just because we're in the queens and the kings doesn't mean we don't have curiosity. I don't think that's it. Dumbledore was a freaking curious fellow. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry to cite Dumbledore, but I think he's a good archetypal figure for kind of the masterful, magical, and always curious mind, which is something that would be lovely to reclaim with the court cards, with the queens and the kings, in particular in the tarot. There are these wise fellows, these wise beings, these wise figures who are also young, who also access a curiosity of the mind and spirit that never ages, that is ageless and timeless. So can we be curious in that way? You know, can we look for the truth, but look for the truth with lightheartedness? Can we? And then once you've kind of connected with your own personal temperature read on where you're at with earth element, take a look at your creativity. Can you see any correspondences or connections between what your relationship is with structure and containers in your own kind of lifestyle and how that might be informing your art? How might that be informing your magic? Just be curious about this because this temperance in reverse is showing us where we can expand, where we can access something else that we may not be accessing currently. It's not that we're at a deficit. It's not that we need to change. It's just what is also available. I'd love for you when you're listening to this to always think of the invitation, not as what should be, but what could be. Not what should be, but what could be. And if you want to get into that, cool. If you don't feel like it, also cool. So we're doing this lighthearted looking in. I know there's a lot of energy around Scorpio season that gets really deep, really fast. It's like you're all of a sudden in the deep end. You're in the abyss before you even realized you even jumped in the water. I have been navigating that all month long. (laughs) And I will say this, you're always welcome to step out for a little bit. (laughs) You're always welcome to step back, take a breather, go lay on the beach, get a little sun, you know, like just take a step back. You can even take things in pieces. So that's the main message for this month. In terms of how this might look for us as artists, as art witches, this could be obviously the process that I outlined, but it could also be you're starting to build in a little bit of structure into your creativity, into your time. Maybe it's saying, I am actually going to devote a certain amount of consistent time to my artistic practice. That's a really good example of earth element and structure. Maybe it's saying, I'm only going to spend X amount of money on materials for this particular period. I want to see what that looks like. What, What does it feel like? How does my creativity shift or grow or change as a result of this limitation. One of the things I think about often with Saturnal energy, Emperor energy, limitations as inspiring energies is I think about improvisation. 
my partner and I, we both are improvisers and many of the people in our communities and our kind of musical relationships and stuff are improvisers. And a lot of times I think about how creative we can be because of limitations. So I related that story about my cousin who's the skateboarder, but let me give you another example just to really bring it home. When you have a series of, say, chords, you have a chord progression that you're playing over, C major, F major, A minor, uh, what is it, you know, G major, whatever. If you're playing a series of chords and those chords are a platform, a structure for you to create in, sometimes that can be so supportive, so nurturing. It can really help you. It's, it's a very like queen of pentacles energy. It provides, it provides space. It holds space for you to test and to try and to do things that you might not normally do. Whereas if I could just play any chord and any note and anything, some people find that to be their jam. And I honor you if you're listening to this and you're like, that's how I love to create, Zanetta. And I love to create that way too. But occasionally having some set of parameters, having some set of quote limitations that you decide on, some sort of creative boundaries that you enact can be very powerful. What might those boundaries be for you in your art form? What might those limitations that help you express even deeper be? Is it necessarily in your creativity or maybe it's in maybe the business side of things? Oftentimes pentacles, earth energy, that stuff gets into money, gets into resources, it gets into time. So maybe there are elements of your business that need to be connected back to to be reenacting some of those boundaries, holding them once more, holding them if they've gotten a little loose, you know, tighten up those bolts, so to speak, tighten things up a bit, come back to a little bit of form and structure and see how that holds for you. I do feel that we are coming in to an interesting next series of months where structure and form are going to play a big part of how we best express ourselves, how we shine the love that we hold within and channel. And how do we channel? We have ways to send stuff out. We have a vessel, we have a container to send those channelings out. If you think about readings, readings are containers, right? They are a structure that provides safe space and clear space for channeled messages to come through. People are often channeling all over the freaking place. Probably had someone who's at some point in time just said something to you that like really kind of shook you and you were like, wait a second, that seems significant, but it also like really threw you off. And it wasn't in a container. (laughs) It might have just been at a party or, you know, on the street or your friend just randomly said something to you. Whatever it is, having structure allows things to actually be heard, to be received. 
It's a transportation device, right? So if you have structure in your business, it allows your actual offerings to go out into the world and have them connect to it. If it's in your creative process, sometimes it's just that your creations can happen because you have these structures and containers. Care can happen because you've consistently created some kind of way of actually having care. Sometimes we have to schedule that for ourselves. Yes, I'm going to go and take a walk. Maybe I'm going to cook that one thing that I know I really enjoy and my stomach loves it. How can containers, how can structure support your art, support you, support your work? How does that make your work even more viable to those that you care about? How does it make what you care about possible? This is the message for this lunar cycle. I hope that these messages support you in greater clarity and focus and help you feel like you are held and you are with a community that cares and that also is going through this process with you. I hope that this lunar cycle treats you kindly, that curiosity and the joy of this process of getting to know oneself and one's art and one's magic comes through. And I feel really excited for what these next several months can offer us. I feel excited that so many of us have been creating, have been trying all sorts of things, have been stepping into greater visibility in our communities. I see you all. I see all the things that you've been working on. So many of you I follow on Instagram. So many of you are connected on my Patreon. So many of you are all here working so hard in your own ways. Can we honor that? Can we be loving? Hold that with us as we get curious and enjoy this process of getting to know oneself, one's art, one's magic. So thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for these tarot readings for the end of the year, these end of the year ritual readings. I will be posting them this week. Stay tuned for my very first vlog. OMG. <laughs> and if you haven't subscribed, you can check out Sound Art Magic. That's my handle on YouTube. And subscribe there. And I hope you have just a wonderful, wonderful lunar cycle. If you enjoyed today's episode of Art Witch, please consider subscribing or writing a review. Each and every little bit helps spread the word to more and more people.